Philadelphia. Are you ready? <laughs> this is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Broly Love Wrestling Podcast. And today, our uh, guest that is returning to the show um, wasn't too, too long ago that we had him on, um, Isaac Rodriguez from Violence and Suffering. Um, that this event that happened this past weekend, I, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> of the words, you just describe it as it was something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was something that almost didn't happen. It was something that happened, even though people were skeptical on it. It was something different. It was something entertaining. It was something that you weren't expecting. So it was something. It was fun. It was something fun. It was, it was a fun, it, it, it's weird that it's you can't criticize so you can because people will people will yeah it's hard to criticize a he was doing this for charity he was trying to raise money for charity which he did mm-hmm. he was trying to put together something that people would enjoy he was trying to do something different and everything and anything worked against him in trying to do that but they still pulled it off they came together as a team and we got a wrestling show Albeit we didn't get it till the next day, but we still got a wrestling show, and we had so we got something to watch, and yeah. we got something that was better than Raw. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, and I think, and that's the other thing is that the reason we're having Isaac on today is because there were a lot of questions, because there were a lot of rumors and and reports of why things were happening, why things were changed, uh, why there was no ropes, everything, all kinds of questions. So that's the everything main thing. Everything under the sun that could have happened did. And you know what? Isaac's going to tell us what happened. Yes. So here we go and enjoy the interview. Just a lot of of stuff going on. A lot of uh, like emotion, you know? Yeah. I mean, from the event itself or just everything, everything else in life? Yeah, mainly the event. I'm even watching it right now. <laughs> like uh, as we're on the on the thing, I'm about to put it on mute right now. But uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff has been going down. Just trying to get my my head around. You know, how you been? Uh, we've been good. We uh, mm-hmm. we caught the event, watched the event. I didn't get to watch it live with everyone else because having a one year old doesn't always let me do things <laughs> live. But I did watch it, and I was like reading through the comments and what was going on during like the actual show while I was watching yeah. and whatnot. And it just wild. A lot of questions arose. I, and I, and I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on yeah. the whole, just the whole weekend in itself, just from where it started and what began to what happened and then how it ended up and the final. 
Um, yeah, I've, I've been getting like a lot of, uh, it's just crazy. I got a lot of podcast requests. I didn't answer one of them, but this is, uh, this is the first one and I'm very happy to be here with you guys. I'm very grateful for you guys and even inviting me on before the whole, uh, thing was, uh, was, was taking place, you know, to promote it. So first off, thanks for that. But, um, besides all of that, man, yeah, it was a roller coaster. Uh, it's, I'm still at awe, you know, we're like what's 42 hours uh from that that time uh a lot of stuff happened out, just out of my control uh that I didn't expect and I, I learned a lot that day but also learned that you can still deliver if the opportunity is there uh I I, I could have cut it I I was gonna cut the show actually like five minutes before we started recording but there was just something in my gut like now we should there's something we should do about it you know but um i'm i'm i just want you guys to know like you can ask anything you want um you know y'all from the last interview interview hopefully you guys could tell like i i don't hold back you know you can ask anything you guys uh, are interested i know a lot of people got questions hopefully i can answer as many as possible and uh yeah all right well i guess we'll start from i mean and yeah yes you were you were an open book last time you came on which we appreciate it makes it that much more easier i mean and you didn't Mm -hmm. hold anything back which i think a lot of people can relate to and appreciate so yeah so i i'm hopefully this will be the same the same standpoint i mean i guess from secret area number one (laughs) in an undisclosed (laughs) undisclosed area what what happened there? Was it just because of the rainfall and where it was wasn't going to hold a ring? So it was um, seven in the morning. I wake up, get, get a call from the town sheriff saying someone directly called our office to shut your event down. Uh, so um, as of now, I still don't know who, who, who is this caller. Uh, apparently, someone is is very salty and jealous of the the fast success that's been going on with VXS, and is not happy at all. They're not a, a part of this project. It seems, from what rumors I've been reading online, from what I've been told from a lot of people that I'm close with. Um, so that was that was that. I I start pacing around my room, call my call everyone on the show, guys. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to run here. Like, let's just start looking around. Uh, I have my, my, my partner Orlando who helps a lot with the transportations for the talent. Uh, he, he goes up and he's like, yo, we can still do it. So at this point I'm like, all right, I got, I, I get in my car, I go. And I want to say like 10 minutes as I'm in, on the, on the, on the way over there. Um, like 10 minutes go by. And I'm from Brooklyn, so it was like a two-hour drive. So like ten minutes going to drive, and I, I get a call. You're probably the craziest car drive ever, by the way. I'm about to say right now. So get ready. This is like the craziest car drive like I've ever been in, involved in. I've been like in a lot of places in wrestling, but like this was just like insane. So I get uh, ten minutes in the car ride. Got a call. Hey, the cops are here. It's like what nine in the morning right now. Um. So all right, maybe I'll show up and maybe I'll be able to talk all right another 10 minutes go by it's raining oh okay well you know what maybe we could build our own tarp we were setting that up uh i think another 15 minutes go by uh hey yeah our ring rental broke 
what? Our ring rental broke. Okay, so don't stress out. Stop that Wawa because they don't got that shit in Brooklyn. I'm like in Jersey right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, stay calm. Just I've been surrounded by my, by uh, some of the best. You know, I've been surrounded by a, a lot of guys that have went through this and then some. And I, I wasn't really expecting for what my day was going to be. So, yeah, that happens. I'm like, you know what? I know another guy that has a ring that's, uh, that's really, really close to me, and he could probably do us a favor. So that happens. Everything's set up. Boom, we got a ring. Now we need a location. We found another location. This is like, uh, I want to say like 10.30 to 11, uh, 11 a.m. right now, day of the show. Show's in Philly. Got, got a hookup from uh, one of our close friends that lives there that uh, their family owns like uh, their own space or some shit. Basically, uh, we go there, send only talent this. I only send this to the talent. Hey, guys, looks like we're going to be uh, changing location. Sorry for this. Uh, I want to say, I want to say five minutes after cops were called and then I knew something was fishy. So I think there's someone uh, now for this project I got, I don't know why. Uh, I could I could clarify right now that I I'm very introverted. I didn't bang anybody's girlfriend, and I <laughs> you know I've just been very to myself. Like I don't know, this is like a movie. Like this is a movie scene for like someone that like is just like a salty keyboard warrior that figures out what your address is. So that happens, and I'm like at this point, oh maybe there's something around the area. Uh, I, I, I was told like, hey, there is something around the area and it's a fucking underground fight club. And I was like, I don't know if that's the smartest decision right now with all of this stuff going on. <laughs> so it's like, it's like noon right now. It's like noon right now. And I'm, I'm like, uh, maybe we should do that. And uh, at this point I was like, you know what, man, unfortunately, I might be, I might have to cut the event. So uh, I think 1, 1 p.m. comes. 1 p.m. comes by and we got a call from it's like 1 p.m. and we got a call and we're like hey we found the perfect ring I got this from from uh well I'm not gonna give him clout or any type of shout out but it's basically the ring that we got to set up at the Philly location in the office so that's in there I'm like okay this is gonna actually work okay maybe we could do this I, I finally arrive and um, the venue is like, it's very tight. And I was like, if I wanna do this, I'm not going to be able to fit all these people because I made sure to make these tickets very limited. Uh, I'll say here, we sold about 70 tickets, 70 to 80 tickets, and I had to refund all of them and only allow like 20 people in. So that was a really big loss. And um, so that, that's on top of everything that's been going on on that day. So I figured out and I, I suck my teeth in and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to take the loss just so we can get the event over with and streamed. Half hour later, there's no internet. There's no signal at all. Internet goes out and signal goes out the whole town. And there's no like cell phone signal or any, anything like that. So I'm like, oh, maybe I could postpone it, postpone it to six, right? Uh, it's like getting closer and closer and it looks like it's not going to happen. So I'm like, yeah, I, I got to call fight. I called fight. Shout out to fight. Nothing but supportive. Uh, fight was like, 
very, very like calm, very straightforward, which I love, which you have to do in this business that a lot of people are very fake to do. So fight was like, no problem. We'll delay it to six. And then when I told them that, they're like, no problem. We'll premiere it the second it's ready. So thank you, fight. I wanted to say that right now. Uh, thank you to the people that work at Fight Social Media that's been helping us along the way, promoting this very, very crazy event. And thank you to Keith Evans of Fight for organizing and helping me out and giving me a chance for this uh, this vision that I had. So, um, so yeah, the event's not streaming. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, oh my God, everything that went wrong is like going wrong. And I don't know, like, Maybe, maybe we could tape it. Maybe we, we just call it out. Maybe we call it quits. All right, blah, blah, blah. Um, then uh, I'm not going to say, but like basically like I just got like a call from certain higher televised companies saying, we don't want this certain talent on your show. And as you can see, Davey Boy Smith is no longer on the show. Tony Deppin is no longer on the show. So, and uh, I found out I paced around and you know, I went out to them and told them and I handed them their money up front and I paid them anyways. And I said, go on, do your thing. We could do business in the future. I'm not mad at all. And I completely understand. So they were very supportive. And as you can see, Tony Depp and nothing but just, just none but like good vibes with that guy, nothing but positivity and positive energy with him, you know, so like shout out to Tony Depp. So uh, yeah, we lose our main event. And now I'm like, uh, maybe this is gonna happen to the rest of the card. God bless it didn't. Um, so yeah, there was no issues. And if, if this happened and anything happened at all, all it did was actually the complete opposite to our locker room, completely motivated the locker room, which I gotta say, I'm so grateful for Facade, for Eli, for Alex Zane, for Homicide, for Tankman, for everybody involved in the in this uh event they, they were all like super motivated at this point they're like oh you know we're gonna make it happen and and at this point i'm i'm really the only one around pacing looking like a depressed fuck honestly because i didn't even want this shit to happen anyways but then when i saw like people like jordan oliver and jimmy lord come up to me like just like talking about how like excited they were i was like oh maybe maybe we should do this you know, they're, they're, they were just giving me nothing but positivity because those guys, everyone was hand-selected for a reason on this card. They all get the vision I'm trying to do for not just the company, but for how wrestling should be. And that's teamwork and politic-free. And it's it's like very weird that, that out of all shows that like this situation happens to, it happens to the show called No Justice, No Peace, you know? So it's it's very weird and childish for what happened and uh and then another rope another set of ropes break and at that point I, that was five minutes before we started recording and i said we're not doing the show and i i i looked back i was pacing i was like i, I was very close to heading to the locker room then I, I i took a couple steps back outside looked back in the ring and i saw the i saw the ring with with uh with the spotlights on the sides and the ring had no ropes there. And I was like, wait a minute, what if we just get it over with, but a completely different concept. And uh, of course there's the blood sport and the underground and all those other comparisons. But we have like, we have hosses, we have high flyers, we have a fucking scramble on the show. What would that be like 
if there weren't ropes. So last minute, I just told the guys if they wanted to, everyone said yes. And I just, I went, I went with the flow, you know, without Jordan, without Jimmy, like I said, those guys are like, they helped a lot on that day. So I'll give a shout out to Jordan and Jordan Oliver and Jimmy Lloyd for being team players for sure that day. Uh, they helped me a lot. And especially going through that mess motivated me to actually get the show rolling. So literally once that first gong went, it seemed like the whole vibe changed. Uh, you know, there was only about 20 people in that, that office and, uh, we, everyone had their masks on and social distance and zigzagged on their chairs. So they're like a couple, couple inches away, a couple feet away, you know what I'm saying? So like people are in their groups, people are spaced apart with masks on, very respectful and very appropriate. So I want to say thank you to everybody that, uh, that wanted this to happen. Like people wanted to see this happen. And there, you know, there was already a lot of internet buzz, but I didn't expect this. And then once we, once everything came out, you know, rumors of who called were coming out. Uh, people thought that this would have never went on. And then like the, the overwhelming response I got on Twitter was just like, I, I didn't even know if I could check my phone now without like saying something like, wow, you actually did. Cause like, honestly, I, I didn't know if I was going to do it, but uh, it just, it happened, you know? And I just, I, what I want to know is, is what questions, not only what questions you guys got, but, what you thought about the whole process because I really the one thing I do want to hear besides all the situations I, I would like to hear like what are were there any positives of this show and what did you think of the whole concept last minute we created well first I want to say this because I'm glad that we got the story because everything that I speculated and I thought was the issue was completely wrong like I thought there was a I thought there was a mud issue with the field I thought that maybe someone came and said you can't have these ropes because it's unsanitary i said i know mm -hmm. that sounds crazy but i didn't know the meaning for the uh, no I, and, and once i saw it i'm not the type a lot of promoters would have just like either quit or let the workers work on, in an unsafe environment with those broken ropes and i had two chances with two broken ropes and i would never let that happen you know so i i, I completely shut that down man it, it was horrible and i think that answers the question because that was for some reason that was the major question that I kept seeing thrown around was, all right, can someone tell me why there's no ropes? And that's yeah. a pretty good reason to why there's no ropes is because they fucking yeah. broke and you make and do with what you have. It really wasn't till the first match where I said, man, maybe this was all meant to be. And it's good that there was that testing ground before with the, the blood sport. And I mean, you're, you're running yeah. the night, the night of that they're actually doing another no ropes event in raw underground. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like it was meant to be. It was like a predecessor to that. Weird. And it, and it, <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like a forced, like you got to do this MMA hybrid style wrestling. You guys pulled together something that was every single different style because of the diversity that you had on the show. I mean, you got to mm -hmm. figure you jump from uh, a Brian Cage JTG match to a uh, Alex Zane Everfly and facade match. I mean, those two styles are just completely different in itself. And they both found a way to make it work. I mean, I don't know how JTG broke the ceiling by hitting the wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was my and thank god that those people supported those lights with ceiling wires because that would have been it was close it was mm-hmm. close no, and, and like i, I said it, yeah no, i was just, i was just saying like everything everything i really think happened for a reason like it was insane being there seeing that go down it looked like uh one of those Def Jam video games, like one of those little uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, one of those Mortal Kombat uh, interactions you do with the environment. So that was really fitting. Yeah, you were you were playing like SmackDown 2008 in the back, where you can grab anything. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I mean, with critiques, I don't like critiquing a show anymore that much because that's not my job. My job is to uh, well, this isn't even a job; it's a hobby, but. My hobby is to enjoy what I'm watching, the fine things that I enjoy, not things that I'm gonna be that I'm gonna harp on. I mean, mm. there's always spots in all these shows that you're like, all right, well, that could have been executed better. That just happens, and that's what you mm. saw there. But what we saw that was different was, um, I don't know, use uh, Jordan Oliver tombstoning his tag team partner Myron Reed on top <laughs> of a freaking like picnic table. <laughs> yeah they they went they went in on that one i'm very grateful for those guys <laughs> and then you and then you had guys like facade you had guys like uh uh blake christian that just jumped off the post they just used the post because they're that athletic that they found a way to jump off of something in the ring and you, you it, find it was those, a team effort for sure you find those positives you're like well this this was definitely different but that's that's really what wrestling fans are always clamoring for is for something different. And then they get that something different and then they find something wrong with that, that different. That's not the different that I wanted. No, that's true. That is true. And, and again, like I said, it's a team effort because I, I, I was like completely like tunnel vision that day. And like the talent now I'll tell you right now, like I didn't ask them to cut any promos, anybody. I didn't ask anyone to cut any promos. Uh, they, themselves as as a professional went up grabbed the mic and spoke how they felt and you know what i i'm i was completely okay with that and it's the those are the type of people you want on your team and it was the right team at the right time and uh i'm very grateful very you could tell the energy from the wrestlers alone was yeah it was running on like all 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 cylinders because i mean you could tell just by them tweeting out beforehand like fuck this shit it's late but we're, this is still gonna happen and then they get in the ring they they fucking bust their ass and then afterwards like jtg grabs the mic you got tankman grabs the mic you got jordan oliver grabs the mic and they all and jimmy lloyd grabs the mic and they yeah. all have something to say and they're putting the show over they're saying look this, we got a shitty hand but this is we're professionals this is what we do we work with what we got not everyone can do this and it was almost like a proving ground and and it was even like last minute like nick gage appears out of nowhere to support i didn't even i told him he could stay home because i know he got hurt recently but nick gage comes out of nowhere and is like i got you with the commentary bro i'm like what i'm like yeah i just don't fucking worry about it i'm like um okay yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. This was literally like, again, right before bell time, as a bunch of other stuff was happening. But him and Emma, I, I watched the replay of it. If you want to see something great, uh, hope this would have been perfect for a Sunday. But man, like just something on on an afternoon show, like this is just like something to just 
grab some popcorn and watch and just like have some fun. And I will say that Gage killed it on commentary. He just he's got that entertaining like Unreal. even when he <laughs> even when he doesn't know something, he still makes it at least enjoyable. Entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. When he was saying, What the fuck is the guy in the blue doing? I'm gonna fuck. I think we better go MDK on him. Like <laughs> like what the the fuck he's like the samuel l jackson of wrestling yeah he's he's just ready to stomp a motherfucker or he's just gonna call you out no matter what and he he doesn't have a problem putting he puts dudes over and keeps a kayfabe at the same time if if you if that makes any sense no it makes sense because he he cares and a lot of the guys involved cared unlike a lot of other uh, shows because they understand how I care about them, how I wanted everybody to shine on this event on a worldwide platform. But also, I I actually uh, just just cared about getting everybody paid. You know, I'm very happy that that that, that happened. And fans got to enjoy the show. The fans there, I'm so grateful for the fans. Like honestly, their the energy was there 100% every match. They it seemed like everybody. I didn't check my phone at all, but like it seemed like everyone knew the updates from Twitter somehow. But uh, it, it seemed like everybody was on board and they get it, you know, like we really don't care about negativity and we don't care about other people's politics. We have a we have an idea for showcasing some of the best hidden gems, not only in here in here, but as you see in California with Eli, you know, in Kentucky with Calvin and and all these other places where we could just bring them together to the same place where it's a comfortable environment and a fun environment, which I think is lost. I think everyone's competing now. I believe everyone wants a quick buck touring, and I feel like there's a big void to be filled in the Philly area, in the New York area, and in the Jersey area with all the either the oversaturated carny, bad. I know carny. I shouldn't even say it after what happened, but, dude, there's so – tell me how a show in an office – a show in an office – got more streams than probably impact wrestling in 24 hours. Think about that. I want people to think about that. And I really want people to understand the W not, not that I just took, but that everybody involved in this show took. Well, and not only that, I think like with, with something that big, and like you said, you had things as well that are still, they're still building from the show. And like Joe said with JTG grabbing the mic, and then he challenges Cody Rhodes and says he's coming for his TNT title. Like that, I think alone, Art has over thirty-seven thousand views from him cutting that promo. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. I yeah, didn't know he, that that he, was posted. But yeah, he, he retweeted it out. It out. He, yeah, and he wow. put it out himself. I mean, that right there. I mean, the he name alone. Out. The name yeah. alone gets you, but. After seeing that, people are like, well, hold up. I got to go back and I got to see what this was about. It, it's it's that word of mouth that you hope for and that, that you need for a show. And you got it. I mean, because they they took it on their own to to promote. They basically promoted the show while it was going on. And then they made it must see. And you, you don't find it. I got to be honest. You don't find a lot of those guys nowadays. And it's all about the team from referees to ring crew to – music to the streaming people to you know, jtg like everybody let me tell you there was there was some sense of energy that night where it was just like you know everybody's motivated more than ever because they don't want to see this happen and uh i wish 
obviously plans went as they were organized but we 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 didn't stop we didn't give up and i think we we, we did something very historical uh from what i've been seeing like everyone's just non-stop positive reviews and 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 like i it, it, it makes me speechless and it's very overwhelming you know to to see something like this but hopefully uh in the near future we don't gotta repeat a headache that that was all right real question and i know everyone else if, if you do other shows and whatnot this is going to be one of their questions so i'm going to get out of the way no problem yeah any anything you want anything i'll answer do we know who was the cop caller it's between two people right now and they're both involved in the wrestling scene are they actual talent or are they promoters talent is what I've been hearing. Yeah. So it's between two people that were talent. Now, is it someone that you've had? Were you ever in contact with them? Like, did they ever talk to you about being on your show? Well, I'm not saying this this person did it because I'll say it again. I I have no idea who who did it. But it just. Hello. I'm sorry. I don't know if it broke up. Hello. No, you're good. You're good. So I I have no idea. Um, who was it? But like. I, I have you've seen the tweets I I'm reading them it makes sense and it's happened uh before after I've been approaching other promoters about the situation and uh, I should be knowing the exact call probably by the end of the week so I'm I'm just staying very very low-key with my eyes open you know chilling and uh at the end of the day we didn't do anything to anybody and it's coming out of envy on 100 percent 100% honestly and uh, it's very sad and shows how people and old head promoters like I was talking about on the previous interview how their mentality is in the northeast to see something blossom and that's how a lot of the promoters are that's how a lot of the talent that wasn't booked in the show were uh, I did turn down a couple of people that requested some uh work on this show and there was like only one that was salty out of all of them but besides that literally like i mean everyone else was just nothing but nothing but but positive about the whole situation you know so i i really don't know that's an honest answer i i want to know how they knew each each different location like how they knew each new location it's weird and it's weird and it's a, it's something out of my control and it's something that I might find out soon. Like who knows, maybe I will find out, maybe I'll never find out, but it's something that I, I have been nonstop thinking about since following the event, you know, it's, it's been killing me. It, it was a big loss. It was childish. Uh, it was unprofessional. I would have never done anything to this. I did nothing to deserve this. Uh, the talent on the card did nothing to deserve this. Uh, Fight did nothing to deserve this. The Equal Justice Initiative for everybody watching at home, they didn't deserve any of this. I feel bad and embarrassed, and I feel like I disrespected our global fans. We had a lot of uh, pre-orders for the live stream from Germany. A lot of people from the UK we let down. So I'm sorry for everybody that pre-ordered and was expecting the live stream that got hit up last minute with that situation. I apologize for that. 
and I've offered people uh, refunds and other uh, merchandising offers to people that wanted it and they just turned it down because that's how the love and support is. Even though how, how bad it was and how delayed it was and how, all that nonsense, people were still supporting the movement because they understand this is the beginning of something very special to not just the community of wrestling, but the people involved inside and behind the scenes of wrestling. Because somebody like me, 23 years old, just pulled off an insane show that wants the better for everybody involved. And it says a lot about someone if they, I mean, because the proceeds from the, the streams were going to charity. So it says a lot about a person that wants to take money away from charity. And it's sad. It's sad and childish, like I said, honestly. It's, it's, I, I tell, uh, I told like some of the guys are like, this is honestly like some high school jealous beef right now, honestly. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's bizarre. And unfortunately, it does happen, I guess. I mean, in this industry where it has, have- and it's happened at GCW, it's happened at ICW. Only difference with me is I will call him out if I find out who this person is. And I am not going to stay silent. And I'm going to continue. And I'm going to probably do even better now with all of this going on with the excess from all of the people that I've seen that are so motivated, that are team players that want to invest and do more with the company. It, it, like I said, everything happens for a reason, but it, it's just really upsetting that it happened like that. So all of the talent that you had, uh, minus maybe a couple that have contract um, yes. obligations, now they're all, they're all going to be considered at least for if you are running another show. 100%. I, I would like nothing more but to book Davey Boy and Tony Deppin again. 100%. Now, is there anyone else that you plan on bringing in? If Is there anyone else that caught your eye that you think would be a good fit with what you're trying to do? Uh, I think Brian Cage was a big team player that day, too. He helped out a lot organizing and uh, prepping the guys up, motivating them, telling them how it went how, how uh, to be safe around each other, how to social distance with the fans and not to remind them not to give them high fives and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Brian Cage is on my radar and was nothing but helpful during the situation before the event and during the event. And I have to say JTG as well. Uh, we haven't seen JTG in months. This was his first time in action. He was absolutely jacked. Like, Wow. And I, I just want to see both of them uh, be used all over the place right now. And if they aren't going to do it, I'll be more than happy to bring them back. Now, yeah, he looks like uh, – go ahead, Larry. Okay. Um, I just – I wanted to get a quick question because I know, like you said, we're so closely removed to this event. Is there anything going on in your head mm-hmm. as far as what what's next? Like what – what you're planning, where you're planning, like, is there an actual plan or you just know you want to do another show? Uh, I, I, I might take a break. <laughs> like, I might take a, a week off from everything. Um, yeah. I, so I, we definitely all need to uh, recover from that, especially me with this, uh, this whole thing going on. I'm going to have, like, maybe a, a week to decide what I want to do. Uh, but I... I do know that giving up is not one of them, you know, and uh, there, there was a point this morning, I'll tell you guys, like this morning, I, there was a point where 
I was going to and just completely do that. And with, with this support from people like you guys and the support from the locker room, uh, it just makes me think, you know, so I just need some time with myself. And uh, I, would, I would love to run VXS again, honestly. I, I would love to, the right way. And, and not that this was like a bad event, because honestly, this was a fun fucking event at the end of the day that nobody expected. But um, what if it was done where the plan was 100%? And that's just what I'm thinking right now. So uh, yeah, in due time, for sure. I would love to see what happens with VXS. I mean, yeah, it's, it's real. It, the whirlwind that you went through, it's understandable to be like, all right, let me just take a step back and get yeah. everything situated. Then only there. somebody with a, a very horrible ego would say, I'm running next week, you know, like only somebody <laughs> like that does not care about both fans and their roster would say, all right, we're doing the same thing. No, I, w- I want to be prepared. I want to have extra permits. I want to be able to buy my own ring. I want to do all these things to be secured where this situation doesn't happen again. But I also uh, want to understand what mistakes I've made on this show. Like, like I said, I'm watching it right now for like the fifth time on my television right now as we speak yeah so you're critiquing the actual the view of the show and and really there's there's nothing you can really do about yeah. the venue. all aspects yeah yeah and nobody I mean, no fans understand that i think that's the, the the craziest thing is like nobody besides me is going to understand the movie i went through that day like it i i told homicide like yo i'm gonna write a book one day about this and he's like yo you better give me credit and like honestly like it was just like it, it was unreal. It was an unreal experience that I understand comes with it, but you can only learn and you never stop learning. If anything, I think you, I think you secured more loyal fans by actually persevering and actually being able to put on the show. I think you have more diehards now that are going to be riding with you. Unreal. Because they want to see you. They want to see you succeed now. Like you just went through the ringer, like this was almost like some sort of fucked up initiation. Right? Oh, I, <laughs> probably. I never even thought about it like that. Probably. Like, uh, I, I think that this was, this is like a <laughs> crazy experience, you know, just crazy. It probably was an initiation from the promoter gods, you know, uh, <laughs> people calling me fucking hipster Heyman. I don't want to be hipster Heyman. I don't want to be any Heyman. There's only one Paul Heyman, you know, I, I just care about the product and a lot of people nowadays don't have a vision. They're so unmotivated and they don't want to change things up, you know, so I'm uh, very grateful for the, both the fans that were there and the worldwide audience we, we got that day. And I really hope people like the show. I will say I like the touch of before the, the match started, the fight for the Mortal Kombat fight. So last minute. So last minute, let me tell you, nope. I was just like, this looks like an episode out of Workaholic, so what would they be doing? And I'll be like, oh, maybe they'll be having like Mortal Kombat playing in the background, so I just put that together with a bomb, and boom, a little gong sound effect. It was a nice touch. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yep. <laughs> I, I love it. What, what, what did you guys think of the, the show overall? Uh, Please tell me. I, I, I love critiquing, though. Like, if there was anything bad, you could let me know. I just want to hear from you guys. No, I mean, look, me and Joe have gone to a bunch of indie indie shows. And watching your okay. show, it's just, 
with everything that we, I mean, that we heard and the rumors that were going on that day and knowing everything that went into it and then watching it, mm-hmm. it was impressive. The stuff that you guys were able to pull off, the, all the talent that they, what they had to go through and then come in and deliver like they did. I mean, like Joe said earlier, all the different styles made the show exciting. There was never a point in the show where you go, all right, I, I think I, I can go past this match. Like every match was must see. And it was entertaining to see guys, you know, get out of your comfort zone. You don't have ropes. You, you know what I mean, do what you have to do to entertain. And they all delivered. And I think as a show, it was great. It was a really, really good show. And especially for what you had to go through, you killed it. Well, first off, thank you so much, man. I, this is not my success, but definitely the talents. Like you said, it was uh, very diverse style as I'm watching the death match happen between Jeff King and Alex Ocean right now. Uh, I, I told, I literally before uh, bell time, I told everyone, listen, if you're not comfortable, feel free. You know, I, I'm very, I'm very straightforward and I want everyone to be comfortable. And there was, besides the uh, TV obligated guys that were specifically contacted, uh, we, we, we didn't have anybody out of it. You know, KTG pulled through, Alex Ocean pulled through, everybody pulled through. And the, the whole reason why this was so, uh, so special, you know, I, it has to do with the whole, every, everybody as a whole, not just the wrestlers, not just the ring announcers, but everybody that was involved in, in this very, very uh, uncommon event, you know. Yeah, I think, I think if there's one, like, critique, and I don't even know if it's a critique, is that you could tell that the timing was a little bit off on some parts just because you're used to hitting the ropes and doing something. And it, oh, yeah. you can tell that they, they were adjusting there. You have to adjust on the fly. You're not, when you're warming up, you're warming up by running the ropes. You're, you're doing your move sets off the by momentum off the rope. So you could tell that it just, they just had to tweak their style. Once they got their timing down and they got their, 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 Foot sided, yeah. foot sided, foot set, <laughs> feet set, foot set, feet set. No, I get it. I get it. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you could you could tell that everyone their motivation and their their willingness overpowered that. Like the the one or two like timing issues that they might have had, they they pushed through it by using intensity and changing it up. Very strong style feel I got from a majority of the. Of the, of the event, very, very different, very, like I said, I wanted to market like as a studio taping because of the environment and how different it is. Like uh, I heard someone say, this is the type of shit you would see like 9 a.m. on Japanese television, you know? So it's just, it's, it, it delivers to all types of demographics. I feel like uh, you got the death matches, you got the high flying, but you also got that, that intensity that I, uh, I was aiming for with Calvin and Roshi ATG and, uh, with Jordan Oliver Myrie, with Jimmy Air Fox, uh, and introduce some new names as well with the young boy scramble fight that we did. Uh, that that was just unreal. I didn't expect that at all from uh, one of our guys, uh, Nolo Katano, who I'm trying to introduce to the scene right now worldwide. He's, he's someone that everyone has to get their eyes on. But, that, um, fucking, that move was incredible. What does he call that? I believe it's the, the it's like the the trigums uh it's trigums something <laughs> I can't if you want to find out please visit Hoke 
19 at Twitter. He does all the gifts for every wrestling show. Uh, I believe he's the only one that knows the name, but uh, it's 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 out of this world for sure. I, Dude, I that call was it the, incredible. I that call it incredible. the what the hell because that's what I did. I just stood up and said, "What the hell is that?" Uh, you hear Emil like fucking completely just like going insane after you saw it. Nick Gage is like, "Oh, that's fucking awesome, man!" <laughs> it was very, you know, it was good to see during the show because there was no ropes. It forced people to to be different. Be, to be more tactical, and you saw mm-hmm. a lot more power moves, which was mm-hmm. nice because you don't really get to see a lot of power moves anymore. A lot more flash, but this this was this hit differently, which was nice. And it did hit differently for sure, and I'm I'm so uh, so grateful to have the guys that went out of their way to do that, and the fact like they wanted to do it is what just mind boggles me. Like I wouldn't have wanted to do it, but then, then again, like in my position, it was so fucking stressful, dude, and like having to having to deal with it. It's, it's just like. And these guys really want it, so I'm, I'm going to do whatever I could to fucking make sure it happens for the guys. And it's one thing to have a fan, pay, a fan base that supports you, but it's a completely other thing to have a group of, a group of talent mm-hmm. that are going to step forward for you. I, I got to say that, um, that that's a, probably the biggest thing. Uh, uh, if you don't have a platform that, that's holding you back or supported us, listen, I don't know if you guys heard of that that black craft event that happened mania weekend they that was like a two second match every match and like i was very scared that was going to happen but with having fight behind my back and having the the go professional wrestling camera crew behind my back uh and having the wrestlers having time and full fully invested in all their matches like it, it wouldn't have been possible if the team wasn't behind you and the team was 100% behind me throughout this fucking massacre. But uh, you definitely see some other uh, failures because of uh, a lot of people that are in higher ups that aren't backing your vision, you know, and I'm just very uh, happy to see that there, there are people that, that fuck with it just to, just to say the least. Can I make one suggestion for the, a, a new a, the next show if you do run a new show the name of the show if we do one okay <laughs> i want you to call the next show murphy's law because murphy's law is anything that can <laughs> happen will and it will it, it'll kind of be a playoff of your last event <laughs> i was thinking something to do with murphy's law as well so I, i'll definitely take that into consideration there you go <laughs> well we want to thank you isaac for for coming on and I mean, basically what you did is explain what happened to the people that were just assuming things. And it's, it brings more clarity for a fan base and people that watched it. To I'm, know very happy. Was- I'm very happy it's, it's over here because I wouldn't have done it at another podcast. You guys have been one of the first people to contact me and also one of the chillest guys to ever interview me in a podcast. So I had to be the first one to clear the air on this show. You know, people got to, understand that uh quality over quantity guys like you gotta understand that people could do a show but then there's people like like these guys that actually give a shit and people like everyone at VXS that give a shit and that's where the connection is because we we're also we're also dedicated to see change because there's so much stuff happening in the wrestling world that's so fucked up this whole entire year has been fucked up and if we could get a glimpse or if i could offer a glimpse of somebody to just, you know, chill out for two hours and enjoy a really fun wrestling show 
that makes them forget about all the problems in the world, then I would absolutely love to do that again. Yeah, and I think that people get away from that sometimes is that if you're going to overanalyze what you're watching, are you really enjoying it? And the whole idea behind wrestling is to, to let loose and not think about everything else. And I think people mm-hmm. take that for granted and they, they need to just sit back and not overanalyze everything that's happening and just look and appreciate what's happening in front of them. Yeah. And I, I really think fans are realizing that and that puts the biggest smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's at a time where any wrestling that you get you can appreciate more because we were without for what three or four or five months. A while, now. Yeah. Now, now is the time to appreciate it because you're getting it again in many different forms as we saw this past weekend. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I ran a show in Philly guys. Like I, we were talking about it being in your backyard and look, look what happened, you know, <laughs> yep. everything happens for <laughs> you, a reason. You literally plopped it in our backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we want to thank you again. And, I, I mean, we, we show support because we know support goes both, both ways. I mean, we support you and you support us, and that, that's the way that it's supposed to be, and that's how we, we usually try to run things. No, I believe communication is one of the most important things. I also advise all of my friends that wrestle and do podcasts because that's, that's media. You guys are considered the media of tomorrow, and I, I, I come from that culture. And I understand that culture, and I think that separates us between everybody else because we both understand each other, and we understand that there, there's benefits for everybody to win and everybody around the table, you know. Everyone can win. You just yeah. have to let it happen. That's what happens. The question is who's strong enough to walk that extra mile to win. That's the real question. I guess we'll find out. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate it. Not a problem. We appreciate you coming back on after the, the hectic weekend and being able to. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to sleep for like a whole, a whole week. Give me like a week and I'll be back. <laughs> Good. Well, get some much-deserved rest. Thank you guys so much. Shout out to Brotherly Love Podcast Wrestling Shindig. <laughs> the Thanks podcast again. wrestling shindig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, have a good one, guys. All right, you too. You too.